0: All profit is value extraction. And that means that all profit is theft from you.
1: Corporate America is on welfare and you've got to get them off welfare.
2: Welcome to Cars and Comrades, your probably only socialist car podcast where we talk about why capitalism sucks and also whatever car topics we decide on. So, you know, it is what it is, but uh, we've got a little bonus episode uh, for you guys. Um, We recently did an episode kind of taking aim at some of the uh, scammiest of electric vehicle startups and Lordstown Motors was one of those. Now, uh, pretty much, we released the episode, and then the week after, a bunch of shit went down because they're definitely a scam company. So, uh, Brandon's got some some more updates uh, for us to keep us current, and uh, we figured we'll keep milking this joke because uh, they're they're making it real easy for us. So, uh, we got that, and then we also got a quick little uh, little story about one of our uh, friends who uh, decided to break into the Capitol building and, you know, put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk, which, you know, I'm not defending her by, by any means, but, uh, anyway, guys, uh, guys, some, a goofy motherfucker. And, uh, he made a court filing that, uh, is somehow applicable to our show, believe it or not. So (laughs) the news is always, is always in our uh, wheelhouse apparently. So, uh, without further ado, um, this week with us, we've got uh, Zach. Hello. And Brandon. Hello. And because it's a little bonus episode and Bryant had some other stuff going on today, he uh, he is not with us. So I think this might be the first episode without all four of us.
1: Yeah, I think we underestimated uh, at our, our starting this podcast uh, how little free time that car guys have. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sure, I, I can report a. record a podcast like in between the like 20 hours worth of work a week i have to do just to keep my shitbox on the road
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes somehow we've been i think we've been pretty fortunate uh but we did also have a couple pre-recorded episodes so that helps as well
1: i think i nuked the transmission in my cutlass yesterday
2: (laughs) oh no uh
0: the engine in my ranger seized on thursday Oh, oh no. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give oh, yeah. you guys a I'll give you guys a full update when we do a full episode, but we'll say. It lasted. <laughs> yeah. It was like uh yeah. two months, maybe I think month and a half I got out of that truck. But hey, record motors oh. are cheap, so
1: Yeah, I just I can still drive the cutlass, it's running and all again, but like Yesterday, I realized I couldn't do burnouts. I can get the RPMs up, but the tires don't span. And I'm like, fuck. It's uh, making yeah. a
0: lot of smoke, but it's not coming from the rubber.
1: Yeah, I posted that, I posted that meme on the account. or, or <laughs> I think I sent it to the account to repost. And, and I was like, oh, I sent that before that happened, too.
0: So oh.
1: <laughs> My car found out I was talking about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we'll we'll get more into uh, that on our next episode, I guess. I'm <laughs> sure by
1: the time we record the next episode, I'll have like blown the engine or sent a rod through the block or whatever the fuck else. Oh man!
2: Now, now you're making me worry that uh, I'm next. <laughs> well, I mean, none of
1: these. Well, this wasn't to my daily, so I, I'm I'm good. My my van still runs strong. Good. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Wardstown before I jinx anybody else's car. Now. so uh when we left off like we recorded on a sunday and i don't know when we actually dropped that episode but it it probably seemed lacking heavily by the time it got released the reason being we recorded on a sunday and monday was when lordstown announced that with their current uh uh amount of money they have on hand they did not have enough money to make it through the end of the year
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh actually um was literally the fucking day after yeah so it was it was literally the next day and the headline at least from marketplace was lordstown stock drops 20 Percent after electric truck company warns about financial position which is not good. <laughs> I like
0: how uh, how neutral they made that headline. Financial position.
1: Yeah, The position exactly. is they... fucked.
0: We are not good.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. uh, nothing better happened in the following two weeks. <laughs> okay, no, no, I, t- I take that back. There is one arguable thing. We harped pretty hard on Steve Burns in that episode. True. And, uh, well, uh, he's gone. He stepped down, uh, in a move that I'm almost, I would almost put, I would put money on the idea that he was forced out before I would put money on their stocks right now. Um, (laughs) yeah. Uh, like. I forget the act exact timeline. It might've been the day after it might've been a couple of days after their announcement that they did not have enough money to get through the end of the year. And they did release stuff about how they like were seeking additional investment and they were doing this and that there, there, uh, I forget the name of the loan, but there's, um, a, a, a federal program for reduced emissions vehicles or like alternative energy vehicles. Uh, they're trying to get that grant. Um, I've been reading more about that, and it's it's only confusing me more and more because I have no fucking background in finance and shit. But like, I don't know. It seems like a coin toss on whether or not they could get it. Either way, like they're working on procuring more money. There was they were talking about maybe doing more with GM. I don't I don't think Lordstown themselves were, but a lot of people were speculating that they were gonna be like, you know, uh, maybe getting folded into GM or like changing their relationship, getting additional investment, blah, blah, blah. GM has said officially, like they have no current plans to change their re- relationship or provide additional funding. Um, yeah,
2: they're not opposed
1: much. to it if a good idea comes up, but it's not a thing that they are currently planning to do. It really sounds like their wishy-washy say of, uh, way of saying, uh, no, you, 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 this is your problem. Um, so yes, Steve Burns and the CFO, who I don't know their name, uh, stepped down uh, Steve Burns is, yeah, he's the scam artist behind it all. This is, this is his fifth or sixth company. Uh, every one of them either folded or he was forced out of. So if, if my money would be on uh, him being forced out of the company for the same reasons he got forced out of Workhorse. He, he's bad with money and he's bad at deadlines. <laughs> and, and, like, again, I, I, uh, as, as my, the shop that I work in is making parts for them, they're saying that they're going to be in limited production by uh, September, I believe. Uh, they're giving us deadlines for the die work that we're, that we're doing for them right now that we can't meet. So if they are basing their, their production schedule on the possibility that we're going to be making parts for them on time,
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I assume someone probably told them, we can't meet those deadlines. At um, hey, my shop, fuck no. Oh, really? So they just they just going with it, huh? Oh yeah, we like they. That's like, one of those. I'm, um, it, it's one of those. Um, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission, kind of deals.
1: No, it's one of those like people in the office genuinely believe that like you can do forty eight hours worth of work in the next twenty four hours, and so they just don't even tell the people in the shop that they've committed that to to us. Like, <laughs> it, it seems there there's a disconnect between like quoters and management and the actual people on the shop floor. They put us on mandatory overtime. For the first time in the history of my shop, we are in mandatory overtime.
2: Boo. I'm furious.
1: Like I don't give a shit if I'm making overtime. Like I'm I'm not especially worried about money. I'm I'm secure financially. What I can't do is get the hours of my life I'm wasting at work back. So fuck this shit.
2: Um Yeah that's that's the that's the shitty part where you're like, hey, this is like time that is gone forever into the yeah, capitalist pocket. No, I don't bucket. get this back no matter how
1: much fucking money you give me.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: I also found out that my actual boss tried to block my raise. Really? Yeah. Wow. Real yeah. happy with my company right now. Now, like, uh, uh, the guy who was informally in charge of my department and friends with the owner of the company stepped in and was like, no, he's a fucking great employee. Uh, ignore the other
2: asshole, but what, what, I, I gotta—I know this is like kind of a, a side, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get sidetracked, but did you hear the reason he gave for doing that?
1: Um, uh, he said that every time he, he comes out into the shop, I'm standing around talking to somebody, which is arguably true. But bear in mind, I operate a lot of CNC equipment. So a lot of times like I'll spend hours setting up a yeah. job and then once it's running smooth, I'll have like 10 or 15 minutes of downtime between, uh, cycles. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of times he will come into the shop and see me bullshitting with somebody because I have a job running on my machine. Uh, another reason he comes into the shop and sees me bullshitting with people is because, uh, work is not important to me and they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I also, I mean, I'm making money for them. So, like, you know, that.
2: I mean, obviously, the work's getting done. So, I mean, by the metrics, it's like, well, you know, the work's getting done. So,
1: yeah, most people who work alongside me, like, you know, the shoulder to shoulder co workers, tend to value me pretty highly, I think. Yeah. Um, Because I'm also known for being a guy who will work an absolute ridiculous amount of overtime because I have a hang up on deadlines. Like, I don't really give a shit about the company, but like, because I used to work for myself, I I've got this like Protestant work ethic. Like if I tell you something's gonna be there on Thursday, I'm gonna get it there on Thursday, kind of attitude. So yeah, um, I unfortunately carry that over to work even when it's for someone else. But whatever. Yeah. Um,
2: yep, I know how that goes.
1: Yeah, but e- either way, our, our dies they they could be on time if everything goes smoothly. Nothing in a machine shop ever goes smoothly, but no, barring that, like I don't know. Um, but yeah, Steve, Steve Burns is gone now. So as much as I love to shit on this company and make fun of them and make a joke out of it at the end of the day, like they're trying to do a positive thing. They're trying to make electric cars and reduce emissions, blah, blah, blah. Like it could potentially be less of a scam now in a way that makes it viable. It could also just remain a scam. Well, I feel like, so
2: their actions, I feel like their actions last week indicated that either some very powerful people cannot fucking read, or they are still a scam.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's, <laughs> let's let's get into that because I mean, like, they are making vehicles, so I, I think that they're effectively not a scam in the purest sense. They're just wildly mismanaged.
2: Sure. Um, I'll give so them that.
1: maybe it could become something. But it, interestingly, like, I, I forget if it was I, the whole like. Uh, uh, this CEO and CFO were, were they replaced by women in something that I found out is called the glass cliff. Uh, apparently, it's a not uncommon phenomenon for companies in crisis to appoint like women to, to higher positions under the idea that they like work better in crisis or something like that. And I think that there, there's also kind of an undertone of like, and then when it fails, we can blame women. Um, but. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: kind of a that's kind of a downside. But oh no, it I've, absolutely is. I
1: really like reading into this. I couldn't decide if it was a, a net positive or negative. Yeah, but it's an interesting phenomenon nonetheless. And Lordstown is currently led entirely by women.
2: Um. So yeah, like on one hand, I feel like there, well, I, there's a I, let's let's pretend that I have four hands or so. Um. So on one hand, I'm like, hey women doing women doing better that's ultimately good although women doing better in capitalism maybe not so much um and then when i think about on yet another hand uh i think that it's lordstown motors i'm like it's uh i don't know if it's necessarily good that that's the position that you know we've got some women who are now leading a company that is ostensibly been a scam up to this point but.
1: Yeah, I I don't like th- there's a certain vibe that I get about Steve Burns which is that maybe he's not a scam artist. I think he's just inept. Like yeah. he just keeps trying even though he's
2: bad at it. So he seems like one of those um rich fail sons where it's just like Oh yeah, goes to a good school and everybody just is like, "Oh yeah, he's look at, he's rich and well dressed. Let's give him money." And so he it doesn't matter that he's an idiot. It's just like, "Well, hey, I went to school and I'm white, and look at I—I probably have, a, you know, rich parents or something. Um, and he did so start
0: five companies, so you know he's got that going for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean
1: he—he he is uh, very successful at starting companies.
2: <laughs> All that other stuff
0: afterwards, that doesn't matter. Just he's not focus. good at running
2: not good at running them but starting that's the important part he's an entrepreneur yes entrepreneur he's a fucking hype man he's the flavor
1: of electric cars
2: yes (laughs) an entrepreneur that's gonna be my bit for the rest of this episode by the way so uh
1: okay so steve burns is gone um that was that was the week after uh we recorded that episode Last week, so that would be, like, you know, uh, two weeks after we recorded the, the episode, uh, shit kept hitting the fan. And, like, <laughs> I'm not, I haven't really been discussing, like, the stock crashes, but their stock is just not doing anything good for the last fucking two weeks. No. Um, so uh, they, they officially closed all pre-orders uh, early last week, um, somewhere around the 21st or... or or no, no, I'm sorry, that's tomorrow. Um, I don't know, like the 15th or 16th, I think it was. They closed pre-orders. And here's where I'm going to throw in a little additional thing that I found that uh, is, is just horrifying. Uh, I started getting information from a news source. There are two subreddits dedicated to Lordstown Motors. And they are as psychotic as you would expect from a a re- a subreddit about a startup electric car company. It is balls out insane. These, these people are, are just gremlins. Um, who like they're, they're, they're taking like a very Trumpian approach to like investment in an electric car company where, uh, anyone who tells them that they're wrong or that they might have been misled or, or scammed is an idiot. They, they hate the Hindenburg research group more like, they will just upset, like nothing has been said by any of those dudes in months about Lordstown to my knowledge and they just will not let those people go. Like (laughs) every thread eventually devolves into like talking about how like Hindenburg research is just scams and hate them. It was enough to make me be like, you know, I actually didn't do a lot of background research on Hindenburg research. So like, let me do that now. And it seems like everyone who hates them as much as Reddit does, are companies that they've outed as scams.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Good. good. Hey, we, I'm glad to hear you did the due diligence and thought, hey, maybe our, our early conclusions were, were hastily formed, uh, and I'm especially glad to find out, no, they were not. No,
1: they don't. They seem, seem pretty valid. Um, oh, <laughs> I did leave one uh, 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 thing out that you're not going to find online. So if there was like a couple of day gap between them announcing that they were broke and uh, Steve Burns leaving uh, before Steve Burns left, but after they announced that uh, they were out of money, my work had a meeting where they effectively said, actually, no, this is fine. uh, And they're going to get it sorted out. They're going to get additional investments. It's fine. And then Steve Burns left like two days after that.
0: Hmm.
2: So it seems like they uh there was there was sort of an exit plan being carried out essentially.
1: I'm feeling incredibly validated at work lately because uh I'm I'm the weird guy at work who actually like, you know, is left and I don't know, people have uh, not always great. We don't talk politics a lot at work uh, cuz everybody knows that that's not going to work out well for anyone. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: But uh uh Generally, like, when I get into stuff like that, people are just like, yeah, yeah, we've all got opinions, whatever. And the whole week, people would come up to me at work and be like, you were right. You you called this months ago. I'm like, shit, (laughs) I was right. (laughs) Thanks,
2: guys. It is nice to feel that uh, validation once in a while. To be like, yeah, yeah, I'm not crazy when I shit all over this stuff.
1: (laughs) I'm not crazy for obsessively researching this company that really has no impact on my life and, and <laughs> really getting into the weeds and, and spending like an unhealthy amount of time of researching this and, and paying attention to the updates on a daily basis. But this is, this is all normal stuff. It's just, it is,
2: just it is it all it. normal.
1: Yeah. Anyway. So I found out about these subreddits because uh, I started looking into like them shutting down the pre-orders and there was a lot of, of chatter on Reddit and and some other places that this was actually a good sign that they were shutting down pre-orders because they had as many pre-orders as they could make in the 21 and 22 uh,
2: production year. That's a good thing, right? That's that's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Maybe Lordstown is off is actually cleaning up and doing well now.
1: Yeah, that was uh, I, I was reading about that the day before the sec filings revealed that they had zero binding orders on the books.
2: Zero? What yeah. crazy? Well, how did they? How did that happen? They said I they had play. binding orders.
1: I don't know that they have zero. They could have one or two. Like <laughs> I'm sure somebody in there fucking threw them a bone. But uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, they have no binding orders. In the SEC <laughs> filings, it like was revealed that everything that they have have said about their pre-orders is a lie.
2: Huh. That's interesting because I remember uh, it was two days before that SEC filing. The new people in charge had something different to say.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah you you actually put me onto that story. What did they say, Connor?
2: Uh, well, <laughs> let's, uh, let's pull this up here. Um, so uh, the company, which I don't know what event this was, but uh, at an event on Tuesday, which would have been Tuesday the 15th. So, uh, at an event on Tuesday in which they characterized the, oh, oh I kind of started off there in the wrong, well, no, it's a good place, but, um, they characterized the orders as firm. So they went to some event and they're telling people, so we actually, you know, I know you may have heard that these orders are not firm, but yes, these orders are firm. They are actual orders and they show uh, a significant indicator of demand for the truck. Um, and you know, It's all good. So then it was two days later on Thursday that there was an SEC filing that showed that they were in fact not uh, binding orders at all. And so the company put out a statement um, in which they said, you know, it's still a significant indicator of demand. um, And as previously disclosed in our form, whatever letters and numbers, Uh, For the year, ended December 31st, 2020. Filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission on June 8th, 2021. Uh, To date, we have engaged in limited marketing activities and have no binding purchase orders or commitments from customers. (laughs) So, yikes. Um, So, you know, Steve Burns and whoever the nameless CFO uh, guy was. I had the name. I didn't write it down before the episode. Fuck him. Fuck (laughs) him. That's who he is. Um, So they left the new people who are in theory qualified to take over. They go out and they're like, no, 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 these are firm orders. So, and then two days later, of course, the sec, you know, their sec filing shows that they're not. So there's two possibilities. Either these supposedly highly qualified business folks are idiots, which doesn't threaten my worldview at all, um, or <laughs> <laughs> or two well, well, well. they're 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 fraudsters as well, which also doesn't threaten my worldview. So currently, my anti-capitalism is feeling real good. However, this works out, but uh, yeah, they're either dumb or they're lying. I mean, that just seems. I'm not seeing too many ways around that.
1: I like. I have weird mixed feelings about this and what it means because, on the one hand, like I, I want to, to believe that there is room for somebody to actually try and make like a positive uh, move, even within like a capitalist system.
2: I but believe I, that's possible. I just don't know that it's Lordstown Motors doing it. No, I mean I'm not even getting at that. I'm I'm, I'm saying like if
1: if these companies keep failing, then it becomes like we de facto are living in an oligopoly. Like there is absolutely, I mean, like yeah. it ultimately boils down to, are these companies unwilling or unable to do what they say they're going to do? Because if they're unwilling, then they're scam artists. If they're unable, then we are unequivocally living in an oligopoly. Like they're unable to break into markets dominated by like a few I mean, other I- companies.
2: I genuinely believe that to be true. Actually. I, I I'm actually
1: incredibly surprised that uh, any of these companies has been able to get off the ground on any level. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And me too. Even, even within the possibility of Lordstown having any amount of se- success, it's based on the fact that they were already getting funding from GM. I true. mean, it's a previous GM plant that they're operating out of. They got cash investment from GM it, even if they do succeed, I don't think it really, you know, flies in the face of the fact that yeah, this is an oligopoly. If GM wasn't backing them, they would have zero chance, even if they were genuine and zero percent a scam, which they're obviously not zero percent a scam. <laughs> they're at least yeah, some frankly. percentage a scam, and they still couldn't get off the ground even with money from GM. So,
2: well, and, yeah, yeah no. and even if they weren't getting money from GM, they'd be getting money from really wealthy investors, not people like us. I mean, so at the end of the day, Reddit agrees.
1: Apparently, if you get onto Reddit, there are a lot of guys like us who have sunk their entire life savings into Lordstown.
2: You know, on one hand, that's both funny and also really sad because like, I do see a lot of people who have convinced themselves that like, if they just take the right attitude and they just embrace capitalism the right way, it'll work out for them and they'll be a part of it. And it's just like, Nah, that they, nah, they're gonna leave you behind. Like they're taking your money, and they don't, they don't feel the same way that you do. You know, it's... there's a lot of people who, they de- it's desperation. So people convince themselves that like capitalism is the best thing, and they'll tell us we're wrong. But it's through their own desperation that they do this, and they can, you know, almost never see the. Yeah. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but like in a lot of ways, like religion, you can be shown, oh, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. But once they convince themselves that like, no, this is my way out, they'll believe You're, it forever. A hundred percent. I found
1: so many threads where people would mention the idea that like, this is a hot stock right now to short sell. And they're, they're kind of sort of trying to have it be like the, the meme game GameStop yeah. stock where uh, they're like, yeah, these idiots are just going to keep short selling and and cause a short squeeze. And then all our shares are going to be worth a fortune. And it's like, do you remember how insane it was that that happened? And now you're just expecting it to happen again at random a few months later? Like, no, this is not a common occurrence. You guys are really shooting yourself in the foot here.
2: Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's people who I mean, it's it is sad to watch because you're like, damn, I I like actually feel like if these people made a decent fucking wage and could have a dignified life without trying to win the fucking lottery and like like they it's people with a, a lottery system, which there are people with lottery systems like that's a real thing. And it's just like it's hard to watch, you know, I do. I do feel for them a little bit. Until I'm in a conversation with them, in which case, then I stop feeling for them a little bit. But <laughs> it's
1: it's easy to sympathize with them as a group, as individuals. They have a yes. tendency to be fucking trolls.
2: Yeah. So exactly, that sums it up perfectly.
1: Like I I I recognize the circumstances that gets a person into that position, but then at the end of the day, when when you're an individual who's telling me how great capitalism is, even though it's fucked me over, it's fucked you over. It's fucked everyone you know over. And if a person's not worth at least six figures, then it has fucked them over, but it's great somehow.
2: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So it's sad to see. But you know, again, it keeps working for the people running Lordstown, apparently. So doesn't matter what they do. I mean, who knows? I feel like that truck is I've seen the prototype. I mean the thing's gotta be close to ready. Like how you know, how bad could it really fucking be? It's like, okay, you have a product. Just sell the fucking product at this point.
1: Well, I mean, like, they've even, they've done some of the, uh, uh, the like, the crash testing already for it, and it's apparently it's passed some of the more stringent uh, uh, crash tests uh, that have been done. But it's just, it's just not in production. Like, there's a, the, a significant difference between having a prototype and having something in production. Again, yeah. I'm manufacturing the the dies to stamp parts for the hub motors. And we're not ready. We mm. we crashed one of them last week. It was salvageable, but like we crashed the machine into it. Like the the program glitched out and fucked up. Like shit happens. But those yeah. are the kind of things that you encounter in a machine shop. It does not go smoothly all of the time. Most of the time it never goes smoothly. <laughs> Especially uh. with die work. I mean with dies, you're routinely talking about clearances of like two or three ten thousandths of an inch. Jeez. And everything has to line up perfectly. Like that Mach- being a machinist is difficult and, and tool and die guys are like the upper tiers of what machinists are. Like they, they do the insane work. Hmm. So you know, we're we're doing what we can, but like, you know, if, if we're a microcosm of what's going on there, then no, they're not gonna be in production in September, they might be gearing up in September to be ready, but they're not going to be producing vehicles. That's my. Prediction. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That seems like a reasonable prediction. I could get on. I could get down with that, but I don't know. we'll see this.
1: Uh, I, uh, another thing, uh, starting tomorrow, the 21st, uh, is Lordstown week. I don't know what the fuck that means, but, uh, they're inviting people in, like investors are coming in. Actually, uh, one or two of the office people from my shop are going to be going there touring the facility because you know that that plants an hour or less from from me. Hmm. So I might have uh, additional inside information here before too long. Although I don't, I don't think that Lord's the Lordstown week is going to really tell me all that much because it's not like they're going to be really showing all the like scars and and yeah. dirt <laughs> i
2: was about <gonna laughs> to say i'm like i don't think they're gonna tell you all the nasty fraud they've committed
1: <laughs> but it, it, it'll give actual people that i know and work alongside a better idea of like what the plant looks like how close they are to having it retooled to produce what they're we're doing and and so on and so forth
2: yeah makes sense
1: also, this is just a story that's, like, really fascinating to me because for all of the uh, financial scams I have followed in the last few years, none of them have ever hit so close to home. So um, I feel special I can, like, follow this so closely. And, like, even days when it's not in the news, I still learn new things.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a fascinating story. I'm sure before long there'll probably be more coming out that'll Hope you know, maybe some maybe some good news, but probably some more goofy bad news, then uh we'll laugh about it again.
1: (laughs) I think I will say that because I admit that the company stands a better chance with Steve Burns out of the picture, uh the owners at my work seem to be very happy that I'm willing to admit that because it ends my like three-month-long streak of telling all of the people that work in our shop that this is a scam and it's gonna <laughs> fucking benefit us in any way and they're like listen we you might be right but can you please shut the fuck up <laughs> so so for them to finally hear me say like it might actually be a thing now it's like oh fucking thank god you shut the fuck up finally <laughs> i don't know it's it'll, it'll be interesting because I, I i would i am willing to consider the possibility that Maybe when the new CEO and, and CFO and everybody took over, they really weren't up to speed and talking out of their ass when they announced all the pre-orders and blah blah blah. It's hard to say. I, I don't I don't know yeah. the, the real inner workings of that sort of shit. It's not a good look. that's pretty apparent.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. So yeah, maybe I mean maybe it's possible that they're kind of coming in a little bit blind. I don't know. Again, I'm not God, a... I don't know
1: I would guess that uh, burns's uh, departure was abrupt given the fact that it was days after their announcement that they were broke
2: <laughs> yeah
1: um, I'm willing to bet that was probably the point where they were like all right you know t- 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 turn turn it in you're done we're, we're tired yeah. of dealing with your app so there was probably someone else brought in very last minute trying to clean up his mess but we'll see. I don't
2: know. We shall see.
0: I will keep you all updated.
2: Yeah. As much as
0: I'd like to see them fail because it's funny and I think that they're stupid. uh, I would also like to see them succeed because I think more electric vehicles is overall a good thing. And the more different people that we have producing them that aren't Tesla, I think is uh, the better because I'm so sick of them. I'm so sick of Tesla.
1: (laughs) If people start producing competent electric vehicles, maybe that'll create enough competition for Tesla to actually start making vehicles that don't just burst into flames.
0: You know, I would like, I would like that a lot. I would like if vehicles did not randomly burst into flames. That's all I really am asking for here.
1: Oh my goodness! I uh, okay. We, I know we didn't plan on recording this, but I I saw something that I think is worth discussing here briefly. Did you guys have you seen that the new uh, Tesla, like whatever Model S Plaid or whatever it is, is going yeah. to do zero to sixty in under two seconds? Have you seen? Anything yeah. yeah, supposedly I, I saw
2: some saw some things about that.
1: It is revealed as in as untrue.
2: Yep. Yeah. There, there is
1: it. Okay, so it will do zero to sixty in under two seconds with a with a big asterisk. Uh, There's a YouTube channel, Engineering Explained.
0: Yeah, really that's fucking, where I saw
1: yeah. it. We yeah. really <laughs> fucking smart guy. He did a, a breakdown before about why the Model S Plaid was not going to be able to do zero to sixty in two seconds. And when he, it came out, he was right. Um, I don't remember who, but somebody tested it, it and they moderate. tested it under a few conditions. But basically, on an, it will do zero to 60 in under two seconds under the specific circumstances that it is a prepped track. So there is like, you know, whatever adhesive, rubber, whatever on the track and it can hook up like that immediately. And uh, you, I forget the specific metric because it's really weird and doesn't seem like a big deal, but it is. It ignores, I think the first foot. Yeah. Of, of.
2: Which I don't understand Why, why you would arbitrarily like? Okay, come on, just don't don't count that first foot, huh? Don't don't count. Just give give us, give us that much. I don't know. After the first
1: foot, the car is going six miles an hour, and that's when the insane acceleration kicks off. Yeah. So if you ignore that first foot, it's it's like, and it's it's really dumb too because all it is is like, like they're they're just trying to like shatter this landmark metric but they still have a remarkably fast vehicle.
2: Yeah. I'm like, why are They're you just lying
1: about how remarkably fast it
2: is? It's so goofy. Cause like, it's a straight up lie. And so I'm like, okay. So I thought when I first saw that, the title of uh, the engineering explained video, I was like, Oh cool. I'm going to have to talk about this Tesla being a fucking fraud too. Um, because look, Tesla is a fraud, obviously. But at the same time, then the conclusion was realistically, even on asphalt, we don't know. But, like, on a prep track, it could do, like, 2.2 seconds. Uh, okay, that's really fucking fast. Uh, I'm okay with that. And on asphalt, I mean, yeah, you could probably do 2.5, whatever. That's fucking quick. No, dude, I, it,
1: I don't remember exactly, and I, I would have to look it up. But it was still, like, 2.08 on a prep track. Like,
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, it, and so it's, like, why It was did... close to the two-second mark. That's
1: why I think it's silly to lie.
2: Yeah, I would just go with the fucking truth on that. And, and then, you know, what? Turn around to the fucking Corvette and be like, yeah, okay, well, 60, 70 years or however long you've been making that thing, you still can't do it. I did it. Like, you could have... I don't know. It, it just seems silly to make up ridiculous fucking lies about it when it's like, you were already really fucking fast.
0: I wonder if I'm being a bit conspiratorial when I think that uh, they intentionally made it, like... Obviously false just to drum up like this kind of no, discussion that's not and argument story. about it where one side's no. like they can totally do it in 1.9 and then everybody that knows math and numbers is like, no, they can't, and it just creates more hype. I mean, is that too I'm left sure. field, or is that exactly what's happening right
2: now? So here's the thing. I am sure that somebody got a doctorate in marketing writing a fucking dissertation on just that very fucking thing. And that's exactly who Elon Musk would have hired. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe it's just a situation where Elon said, I want it under two seconds. And his engineers just said, I mean, fuck it. Let's, you know, we told him it's not possible. He didn't fucking listen. Let's just say it's under two seconds. And when someone tests it, whatever, it is what it is. I think it could be that too.
1: Also, I, I feel the need to reiterate. I ha- We have discussed this uh, about Tesla before. It didn't really register for me for a long time as a car guy. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, a car that does, goes zero to 60 in two seconds, that's insane. It took a long time to realize that that's not a good thing. That's a no. safety hazard.
2: Yeah, that's... I, I see people driving these things on the road. In,
1: in effectively two seconds flat, there's just going to be so many people that die because of that. <laughs> for your average production car there's fucking no re like, do I love it? Yes. Do I want a car that can do zero to sixty in two seconds? Fuck yeah. Do I also recognize that putting that on a highway with some like Karen driving it? It's not a good thing. No. No,
2: no. Really I I mean look, I would that would so that would scare the shit out of me. And like I can I can throw down on the track, but like I'm like, ugh, I don't know. I I, I would drive it once for the novelty, but you know, just going to the fucking, going to work. I don't need, I don't need that. And then it's, two, it's I think. The about odd this. reasoning of this,
1: this caravan needs 800 horsepower. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, and so here, here's the, here's the best part. Think about this. 10 to 15 years from now, some fucking 16, 17 year old kid is buying this for their first car. How do you feel about it now? Because uh, I'm not feeling super great about that uh me i'm surprised that your optimism that teslas are gonna last 15 years <laughs>
1: <laughs> 15 years from now he's buying a tesla that's already on its fifth battery pack <laughs> <laughs> for some like somebody actually like bought a, a burnt down tesla and restored it <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I really hope that we see just like slammed Teslas with ridiculous camber in 15 years because they're dirt cheap.
2: Yes, <laughs>
0: shitbox
1: Teslas with camber. <laughs> All right, guys, you're actually warming me up to
0: Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just covered in cheap, cheap tat- or, uh, stickers that that look goofy as hell. Oh man, I, I can't, can't wait. wait.
1: Every panel's a different color. Yes.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's a car that doesn't like a 240 looks great with multiple colors, but I don't know if a Tesla can pull that look off. I feel like that's exclusively 90s and 2000s cars. Now they feel like they look too I don't know, the shaping's not right that it'll look goofy. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know.
0: I think that's why I want them to look like that because they have this air of luxury and like oh it's so nice look at my fancy electric car and I just want to see it just clap the fuck out (laughs) like cheap ass replica wheels oh man uh, just the disrespect would be awesome
1: (laughs) oh have any of us seen our first LS swapped Tesla I'm excited for that moment
0: Rich rebuilds man rich rebuilds on youtube look him up he's got an ls tesla it's happening
1: <laughs> i thought i was joking
0: <laughs> reality is beyond parody my friend it is already here well you love to hear it <laughs>
2: um well on that note uh i suppose we should get into our uh our other little story here
1: yeah, let, let's have it. This, this sounds sane and reasonable.
2: Yes, very sane and reasonable, which is, the, you know, of course, the uh, kind of news we go for on this show. Um, so actually, this uh, this was sent into uh, our Instagram uh, by one of our listeners, Jessica. So if, if she's listening, thank you, Jessica. So the story is, uh, it's actually about one of the, um, you know, January 6th Capitol rioters. Um, and specifically it's the dipshit who was in Nancy Pelosi's office and like, you know, had his feet up on her desk, which on one hand is kind of funny (laughs) because, you know, I, I I like the idea of it, but also January 6th was a, was obviously a shit show and a really awful day. So
1: I'm not condemning his actions. I'm condemning his motivations.
2: There you go. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, so this is someone obviously not on our team, um, and he's a fucking moron. And uh, he gets, you know, he gets arrested. He's going through court and all this, um, and the fucking audacity of this guy—just insane, incomprehensible entitlement—that you're just like the same people who tell us, you know, oh. Racism isn't real in this country, and you know, oh, other people got it so good, and this and that. But it's like, dude, what we do to prisoners in this country is fucking crazy. And like, people who have not been convicted of a crime get treated like they could be behind bars for a year or two. Well, of course, not our capital rioter friends in most cases. So, uh, headline here is, uh, the guy who sat behind Pelosi's desk in the capital riot attack can't travel to a car show a judge ruled so yeah let's take a moment um so this guy who is he, he's not he's not behind bars so he was you know he was held in pretrial detention his lawyers asked for him to be on home confinement so house arrest and He got the kind of house arrest where it's like, yeah, you're on house arrest, except like you can leave to like do basic stuff and like go to work and shit. So
1: you can't go more than 50 miles from your house.
2: Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, boy. Yeah. Can you imagine if he wasn't a fucking uh, an old white right wing terrorist? (laughs) I mean, just can you imagine like no one else would get this treatment? No, no way if can you imagine if anti-fascists were in the capital they'd be dead they'd be like they would be disappeared. it's like, very
1: easy for me to imagine it's just a field of bodies
2: yeah yeah so you know of course they get everything handed to them even when they're you know committing these actual crimes and they're being held before trial uh they got the uh they got it real easy but the fucking audacity of having your lawyers file a brief to, to allow you to travel to a car show. Now, of course, he has some reasoning for this, so let's kind of get into some of that. It um, wasn't really
1: a car show. It was a swap
2: meet. Yep. Well, and that was part of it. So I guess this guy, which I looked into, because I, I, I tried to find, I was like, who is this guy? Like, I I want to know about him. So I did do some research, but apparently he was a window salesman. Whatever the fuck that is, I don't know.
1: Oh, he was no, actually no. It's a person who sells windows.
2: Oh well, thank you, Brandon. I'm um, thank you for letting us all know. You're <laughs> Um, so he apparently lost his job. Obviously, when uh when when he went viral for this, um, which, you know, yeah kind of like all right that's that's how that goes so the guy loses his job and he's you know i think he's doing well enough financially but he decides he needs another job probably as a ploy to be able to leave his fucking house um so on the side what he does is buy and sell classic cars so that's yep here's the thing i i so i i found this guy on like you know found what i could I got some pictures of, like, his yard where he just has rotting, like, 50s trucks and stuff. Or, like, 1940s, 1950s shit. None of it looks good. Like, he's got, like, I don't know, he's got, like, 10 of them on his property. I was like, this is not someone who's, like, actually engaging in real, like, shit. This is someone who's just, like... He's not more... restoring these cars. It Me, might be, but if he if that's his way of doing it, he's bad at it, so... <laughs>
1: i can relate
2: to that so (laughs) i mean yeah can't we all um so initially when i saw this i was like oh i bet he's like some fucking rich guy right because who the fuck has the money to travel for this and then you know oh i'm gonna buy and sell race cars and i'm like dude or excuse me classic cars i'm like that's not a business nobody makes money doing that. that's a good way to lose money so like this is someone who i'm like what's going on here Truth is, uh, he looks like he's doing well enough financially. Uh, I don't know what kind of window sales he did, but he was technically an independent contractor, uh, which can be really shitty if you've ever done that work, which I have. That really sucks unless you set up a corporation for yourself and you do it that way. So you do it like a pass-through corporation um, and that has certain tax benefits and all this other stuff so like i suspect he was doing one of those cases where like he technically calls himself an independent contractor everything goes through this corporation that he sets up and it actually all works out out well in his favor um i don't think it was like the poor person way of doing an independent contractor i'm pretty sure he was doing like the rich guy version of that um, and the reason I believe that is because we know that he got a PPP loan for nine thousand three hundred dollars in April. Oh, uh, in April twenty twenty, I should say. So yeah, that's how I know he was. He had to be incorporated as a small business in some way, shape, or form. So if he's doing, if he's like doing whatever window sales, he's probably on commission. He's probably writing off all of his vehicle expenses and stuff and shit like that. So, like, it was probably a pretty good gig. And, I mean, the guy's got to have enough money to, like, travel to something stupid. So, okay, I'm not going to apologize for
1: a fascist here. Let's be fucking clear about that. But yeah. there is a very uh, uh, salient point hidden in this. He lost that job. As a window salesman, because he spent so much time in jail, presumably before trial, because I don't think he's been convicted yes. of anything yet. So while yeah. he was being held, held, he lost his job. Let's talk about that fucking point. Jesus Christ, yeah. there's so many fucking people in this country who get like thrown in jail on trumped up charges and lose their fucking job. So even if, if the charges get dropped or they plead down or whatever, they're fucked. Like, if this guy wasn't such a huge piece of s- steaming hot garbage, he would be a good example of somebody who got fucked by the system.
2: Yeah, no, I I agree. I, again, uh, fuck this guy. He's an idiot. Oh, this and guy. I, yeah, <laughs> but to to it, that is a good point because it's something to think about. Like normal fucking regular people, like you could get pulled over for. Let's say you're like someone like me. I, if I'm drifting on the street, I could get I could get really fucked. And I could sit in jail and I could easily lose my job. Like I could see that happening and not like for months. It's not like a lot of people think like, Oh, if you're sitting in jail for weeks or months, you might lose your job. I I don't know, man. I don't want to call my boss and tell him I'm in jail for any amount of time. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if that means I get fired immediately, but believe me, you're, you're not helping yourself. If you are having to call off a work for, jail or something uh for any reason
1: part of the reason i got into the line of work that i'm in is because there's few enough people doing it that you you're kind of always needed so i actually think i could spend some time in jail and i would either still have a job or have a a job waiting for me when i got back yeah Uh, we, we did have one guy got fired after he missed a lot of work because of his third stint in jail (laughs) <laughs> okay but I, I fully recognize that that is wildly atypical and it is the yeah. only job i've ever had where a, a, a stint in jail would not prob would maybe not fuck me out of my job
2: yeah no it's it, it's easy to get fucked by that and i mean it's easy for it to happen to anyone because of course the police exist to just hassle poor people and like i have a fucking good friend of mine who he ended up, you know, he got arrested because he was on a suspended license that he had no idea was suspended. Pretty common that thing. That happens to people every single day. Every single day. And they get fucked. So, like, yeah, it's a good point. Like, any amount, which, I don't know, all of that shit should be private and not available through background checks or whatever. Um, I, I just think that that's, if you're not in jail, you're not, you've paid your debt to society or you haven't been charged for something. So like I don't think bosses should be able to use that. Yeah,
1: um, th- this really isn't the the uh the gateway to having the end cash bail argument, but it's a it's it's demonstrative of how it fucks people's lives up.
2: Yeah. But again,
1: fuck this guy. Fuck
2: this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so in any case, I mean, this guy was doing well enough whatever. I can, you know, it, so he's also like he is selling autographed pictures of him with his feet up on a desk, not Nancy Pelosi's, but like a desk at home. And he is hold up because he has a legal defense fund. Um, and it's not, yeah. So he will send an autographed picture of him with his feet on a desk at home for a hundred dollars. Um, yeah. Uh, you know who, so...
0: who is giving him money for this?
2: <laughs> yeah. Why would do you know do that? Much, do we know how much he's raised doing this so far? I do not know how much he's raised. So oh, God, pretty, I hope it's zero. He's, so he's running this through, I believe, his personal website. Uh, I'm pretty sure he tried, like, GoFundMes, and they, like, kicked that shit off. Because um, they're like, yeah, no, good. this is not good for us. Um, so I'm pretty sure he's running this off his regular website. Now, here's what I will say. A lot of his social media accounts have been blocked in and, in, you know, whatever, taken down um, by Facebook and whatever. Because, one... He's a racist, sexist, homophobic piece of shit. And has, and he was already on like his eighth account or something. Um, so they eventually took down an account. I don't know if he's on there much now, but, uh, I did find his Instagram account. Oh no. Um, <laughs> it's, I was I, shocked I think by he's on telegram
1: too.
2: I don't even know what telegram is. Am I a, does that make me a boomer now?
1: I think it's only boomers on there. Isn't it? I, that I think it's, my un- if my understanding of Telegram is that it's just it's just white pride twitter.
2: Ugh. Sounds like wonderful. It's it's the free speech Twitter. It's like Oh not- yeah. Okay.
1: Unless I'm, I I get I get two of them mixed up and I don't remember what the other one is, but I think that's what Telegram is. Except if you start like getting real loud about leftist opinions, they will kick you off cuz free speech <laughs> only goes one direction.
2: Uh yes, for all of those. It was the same with Parlor. <laughs> Parlor. Oh
1: fuck, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, I take it back. I don't know what the other one is.
2: Okay, well there you go. But All I bet our... he's got a parlor. Yeah, well I, I think I don't even know if parlor is around anymore. Or I th- I I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, I think they got. That.
0: Uh, I think they're done for. Okay, okay so
1: uh, they weren't. Last I heard, they weren't done done, but they were having an extreme amount of difficulty finding any uh, servers that would host them.
2: Okay, that sounds probably accurate. But there there was
1: like a a, a web hosting company that was very uh, friendly towards. Uh, shall we say, Nazis. fascists? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Nazis. Um, that they were trying to host on, but it was they were getting a lot of problems still. Hopefully it's just
2: fucking done with. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Now people. I actually have no idea what Telegram is. Um, well, <laughs> anyway, so... Attract my
1: criticism until further information.
2: I still haven't actually said the guy's name, so I should probably say that. Uh, his name is Richard Barnett, and he goes by the nickname... Big O? Big O? Big O? I don't know. B-I-G-O. Whatever. That's his nickname. It's seemingly pretty fucking stupid. But... So anyway, his uh, Instagram account is under Big O Barnett uh, and he has 76 followers. <laughs> so I don't know how many autographed pictures he's selling, but can't be that much. Um, and if you are a listener of our show or you are following us on Instagram, go ahead and check out his account. Don't follow him. Don't, you know, don't give him any, uh, any good ideas, but hassle go, him. Follow- yeah, you can hassle him. Um, his Instagram is pretty funny. If you don't mind seeing just like stupid racist memes, um, which if you're into cars is, you know, and you know, people into cars, you probably see, uh, relatively regularly anyway, unfortunately, but one of the things I noticed re- right away, um, he does not understand how the cropping works on Instagram at all. So <laughs> so like he posts shit that is like the words are cut off entirely. And like everything is like, you're just like, dude, how did you even post this and not think like, hey, that looks fucking stupid. Posts it anyway. Doesn't care. Um, In all so... fairness, I bet
1: anything he posts, I'm a lot happier with without the words.
2: Oh yes. Yes. You most certainly are. Um, yeah, it's so much better that it, and less effective, but like, yeah, he's, he's posting pictures that are like cut off at like, you'll see, like, there's a picture of Fauci on there and it like cuts off his eyes from his eyes up. It's just gone. It's just, and you're just, (laughs) it's like, come on, man. (laughs) So, um, I did find that funny. Um, yeah it's it's pretty goofy um but yeah he's got under 100 followers and i'm not here to shit on people for not having a lot of followers because that can be for any number of reasons but if you went viral and were like kind of miniature famous that's like very weird that you would not have that especially if you're like trying to push this legal defense fund to like get your shit whatever
1: Dude, my personal account is private and I don't even post on it and has more
2: than that. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I found that to be kind of funny and silly and I wanted to share it, but he can't be, uh, he can't be making that much if if that's the kind of following he's got. So unless he's maybe his following on one of the, you know, Nazi sites like parlor is better. It might be, but, um, yeah, he's an idiot. Anyway, the, the point of this story was, you know, his, his lawyers filed that like, Oh, well to take care of his family, he's had to make his side job, sort of his main job for income. And therefore, you know, the court should allow him to travel more than 50 miles to go to these car shows and swap meets so he can make money. And of course, he could get any other job in the fucking world. He doesn't have to trade car parts and, you know, buy and sell classic cars, which we generally know is a losing business. That is, that is a hobby. That is not a business. Um, usually,
0: I mean, dude, have you seen the price of like clapped out seventies American cars right now? If you just sold that pile of, (laughs) classics in his yard he'd be set for Oh, life. I mean, these these classics are I, I will
1: say, I did have a friend who made I, I, I'm reluctant to say a living He's he's got pretty low overhead, but he consistently profited flipping cars. See, that's flipping
2: them. This guy just has them rotting on his property as near as I can tell. He there is. I have found no evidence that he's working on them. I have found no evidence of anything. It's just like they're rusted out piles of shit. <laughs> and I'm just like I mean, look. I feel personally (laughs) attacked right now, but but go on. (laughs) I feel as though you actually work on them, though. Mostly, at some point, you get around. Well,
1: I can only work on two or three at a time. The rest rot (laughs) away in the yard. Or since I live in a city, they rot away
0: on the street. (laughs) Um.
2: Yeah. So I mean, again, if the guy really needs money. You know, and a lot of people were quick to say, "Well, you can get a job pretty much anywhere else." And you know, no actual like regular working class person would be like trying to make this. Oh, can I do this to the? Qu-? No, you you you'd be like, "Oh, I'm on house arrest. I can only get a job in 50 miles." Like nor- normal people would think like that.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's really important to point out that he is exactly the kind of dude that if a person of color is. In his exact situation, like went to jail, couldn't post bail or whatever, lost their job. This dude's attitude 100% is like, oh, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. Yes. And he's over there like, actually, I only tried to have an insurrection. I should get an exemption. Yes.
2: (laughs) Well, exactly. And he wants to be treated like- That guy had
1: weed. He knew that was illegal. I'm too stupid to realize that trying to overthrow the government's a crime.
2: Um, He is, by the way, he is- lied consistently. His story was, oh, I was just trying to see what was going on, and then a crowd of people pushed me into the Capitol, and then I was pushed into Nancy Pelosi's office. He literally said that multiple times in interviews and to the court. Oh, I was pushed into into that seat. I was looking
1: for the bathroom. Put him right on the desk.
2: Yeah, you know, and all the interviews with him afterwards where he's like holding up an envelope from her office, laughing about it. It's like, dude, you you said you were pushed in doesn't matter and of course let's let's acknowledge that the court may have um denied this request which is probably good but like just the idea that like this guy is out the system is not brutalizing him at all he's got he's on easy street you know no non-white person would ever experience this kind of leniency and it's from, you know, trying to overthrow the government. And he's he's going like doing interviews to this day. And his lawyers have like had to like, oh well he didn't mean it when he said that he would absolutely do it again and that, you know, the tree <laughs> Like that's that's the thing is like he <laughs> his lawyer hates him so fucking much. <laughs> I mean, he has like gone on TV and been like I care about the first amendment and I will protect it with this second. And I would do it all over again. And then his lawyers are like, you see, he's not actually a flight risk and there's no risk of him committing any violence or anything. So let him go to this car show. And it's like, no, <laughs> what? Um, Dude, I feel like the specifics
1: are important here too. Like he was allowed to travel up to 50 miles away from his home. But he said that wasn't enough and he wanted to be able to travel 200 miles away from home. Yes. And stay away overnight. Yeah. On the grounds that he lived in a rural area and so he should have special circumstances. And I don't know where he lives versus like where any like metropolitan areas. So I actually do. It's funny. I actually do. I saw that the judge said, "Actually, you do live within fifty miles of a, a, an urban center." So yeah. like, fuck off.
2: So he lives right by uh, Bentonville, Arkansas, which is oh. the headquarters of Walmart. Actually, so that yeah. Um, and I have been there myself. Which it's not like some bustling city, but like there's everything you fucking need is in Bentonville for sure. Um, it well, is definitely there. a Walmart. So. Yes. No one there to sell windows, though. <laughs> um yeah so he, there's everything you could possibly fucking need there um in fact if, got, you know if you if you ever need there's experimental walmart projects all over the place there which is kind of dystopian yeah they're yeah they have like this this uh have gas, they have a gas station chain that is like i've been through it and it's like it kind of sucks it's like Jesus. I don't know. It was not great. They were trying oh, You to- said
1: experimental. I'm thinking like, oh, this is our Sam's Club fusion reactor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's probably there too. I'm sure they have something like that. <laughs> but yeah, so this guy is like, he's relying on telling a judge like, oh, I live in a rural area. It's like, it's not really a rural area. He's just like, oh, it's Arkansas. Therefore, rural area. Um, so yeah, it's, to me, it's the, it's the fucking audacity that you would even ask for like, can I go hundred, I'm on house arrest, but can I go hundreds of miles away to stay overnight so I could go to a fucking car show? Like it's And he's not like going to buy a car there. You know that like, he's just like, he doesn't have any money. He lost his job. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's still I'm got that. He's I know. The, yeah, he's got that PPP loan So, um, you know Nine grand won't even buy you a Nova
1: anymore, man
2: <laughs> Well, exactly It's like, you know I think the guy, he looks like he's done well enough He's got a big property And ten cars sitting there rotting Sell those uh, You know, whatever, sell those
1: <laughs> He can't, he can't take them to the swap meet Yeah
0: <laughs> I mean, he obviously can't operate Instagram. I'm sure his Craigslist skills are just garbage.
2: Yeah, that's probably fair. (laughs) Oh, that dude 100%
0: put
1: up an ad that said ran when parked.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, I I thought it was a funny little story. I I think it's funny that the judge denied him. Um, He's an idiot. He's a douchebag. Fuck him. But, like. It's just the idea that these people think that like, oh no, this, this jail thing doesn't apply to me. This is for like, this is for black people or whatever it is, you know, that, you know, that's how they think like, oh no, no, I'm a law abiding citizen who tried to, you know, overthrow the government. But like, it's just, it's crazy, you know, um, Which, hey, I'd I'd love to see the government overthrown, but, like, with lots and lots of public support, which notably was absent from what these people did.
1: I'm actually uncomfortable with the amount of public support what those people did have.
2: Yes, that too. But, um, yeah, so, uh, again, these people genuinely just don't think that the rules apply to them, and it's because they're white right-wingers they know they pretend they don't know how the system works but they definitely know how the system works like and it is clear from this that like they are very well aware that like actually the court's here to uh accommodate me and my needs (laughs) My my the level of my restrictions is actually really just a technicality
1: but even even him getting denied his additional requests still basically affirms that because he can still travel way further than he has any fucking right to, and like he still has his, his freedom, like yeah, he's pretty much. out there running his mouth and suffering fairly few repercussions.
2: Yeah, he's he's I mean he is on such lenient house arrest that I don't think it's house arrest. It just it just isn't. It's like he's he's getting the best of the best treatment. Um and yeah, that that's again, the system is set up for that. And he even gets to push the boundaries and see no consequence from it. What's the harm in asking to go to a fucking car show if you can and no one's gonna, you know, say anything about it. There's no consequence. (laughs) I can't believe his lawyer actually filed that though. (laughs) I'm pretty sure if I was the guy's lawyer, I'd be like, I'm not I'm not filing this. Like, hire someone else. Because, come on, are you stupid? Like, listen, I'm gonna file
1: this for you, but after that, I'm gonna need you to find another wall (laughs) here. I'm, I'm fucking tired of your
0: shit.
2: Uh, Yeah, Uh, you know what? I think, I think my rates are about to go up. I can file this for you, but it's gonna cost you an extra fifty percent to my rate. (laughs) Like, then I would do it. No, I will not accept
1: signed pictures of yourself as (laughs) (laughs) payment. (laughs) <laughs> i said the bill was two thousand dollars not
2: 20 pictures of you
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well that's uh so that's all i've got on this story i just thought it was a funny awful little update uh to go along with our other little update yay Woo! <laughs> so that was fun
1: yeah i think uh i think that that uh we're pretty much done i gotta make dinner and Prepare for forced overtime in the Ooh. Lordstown mines. <laughs>
2: the Lordstown mine. Uh, well, yeah. On, on On that note, I guess uh, it was it was a good time. Uh, probably more updates in the future. We'll see about doing more little bonusy episodes like this uh, in the future. Um, but don't expect them because you know it's a, lot, it's a lot of work. So, as I've said before,
1: it was it was insane to think that we could be car guys and spend like constant effort uh, on turning wrenches and shit and still have free time every week or two for recording shit.
2: Yeah. So, you know, be happy with what you get listeners. Uh, And you can, you can also reward us uh, for putting on an awesome show by reviewing uh, our podcast in whatever app you use or, or whatever, giving us a little rating or review and, uh, you know, following our social media, which is all over the place, you know, all the big ones, we're there. Yep,
1: Car- cars and comrades on the things.
2: On the things, and send us everything th- except parlor. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know. Maybe we should. We, I, I a part of me wants to troll that at some point, but you have to give them so much information that I I would really be skeptical of getting involved in that in any way.
1: Well, you yeah. we have uh, a an account and you haven't even gotten this kicked out of the Lordstown subs yet, so.
2: Yeah, and plus, I, I, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm worried about being on a government list, but then I go, I'm almost certainly on all of them already. So well, Maybe one day
1: I'll share with you guys the story about how uh, 12 years ago I actually found out factually that I'm on a government list.
2: Oh, well, that's a good story. Uh, a friend of
1: mine ran a, a, a very in depth background check on himself to find out what was out there, and I was listed as a known associate in a reference to my file.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. A little teaser there. So that'll come out in months, probably. So actually, that time. was the
1: whole story. I never found out why I'm on a list, and the oh. reasons I could potentially be on one are too varied to consider.
2: Huh. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, a, little, a little bonus story there for the listeners. <laughs>
1: Oh, should we, should we take a moment to renounce our anarcho-Bidenism?
2: Uh, I thought you were keeping that alive. We're, we, I feel like we gotta. Now, now, now I'm a,
1: a, a an anti-revisionist anarcho-Bidenist.
2: <laughs> 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 oh, so okay. So is this, so this is the idea that uh, the the Biden has is a revisionist now by going after uh, anti-capitalist? <clears throat> Extremists.
1: I don't know. I'm going to be the Enver of anarcho-Bidenism.
2: The who? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was. I was certain somebody wasn't going to get that. Enver was the uh, uh, like leader of Albania, and he was he was a hardcore uh, Marxist Leninist until Mao came along, and then he was down with Mao too, and he was true like true to form. Anti-revisionist till the day he fucking died. And he was one of the last holdouts. Like, I think he died in the late 80s or something. Like, huh. he was around for a while. And there are a lot of people that put him up on a pedestal. And, like, I, when I was still using Twitter forever ago, I would see a lot of people, not a lot. Like, I would frequently come across somebody referring to themselves as a hoshist. So I, like, looked into it. And I'm like, so calling yourself a hoshiist just means you're an anti-revisionist, like, Leninist or Maoist. So why not just say you're that? And it's, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that probably like eighteen year olds on Twitter like to throw out there. Or something.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna be re- I'm gonna be real honest with you. I have never the the term revisionist. I'm just I've always looked at that term as like anyone can say it. Oh, they're revisionist. No, they're a revisionist. And I'm like, well, what is it? How do I know? Uh,
1: generally amongst marxists i most frequently see the term revisionist thrown out there specifically to refer to people who think that you can achieve marxism through like uh bourgeois democracy Oh, like you, you think you're gonna vote like there there are definitely other ways but the predominant one that i see is like when you're like hey vote for biden because he's a better pathway towards leftism than trump is it's like Well, yeah, but also, are you fucking
2: high? Hmm. See, I I can see where I'm like, yeah, you can make the case on an individual basis that like, okay, maybe this is the way to go this time around. But like, never like, oh, that'll get us closer to Marxism. I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know about that. Although it would be nice to have some worker power in this country uh, to actually start that process. So I don't know. That's. There's there's
1: valid uses for bourgeois elections, and it's to remove hurdles yes. uh, for organizing. But if you expect that to achieve actual change, I, I think you're sorely mistaken. So uh, I, I myself might be a genuinely okay. anti revolution Yeah, that was
2: Lenin's position. It's like, yes, you can use it to remove like the shit that's in your way here and there. But like again, this isn't like you're going to have a revolution through voting.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think his position was effectively like, ride those fucking coattails.
2: Yeah, let them
1: take you to where you're going. Yeah,
2: get the pe- get the uh, get the podium and speak to the workers.
1: When, when, then when they're used up, keep going. So
2: yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, that was a little tangent to end the episode on. Yeah, we're we, you know how good we are at ending podcasts.
1: <laughs> Somebody either just learned something, or is furious about how poorly we've interpreted it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Pro- yeah.
0: Probably. Either way. Either way, send us a message.
1: If, yeah, because if, if my car had been running analysis. for 20 or 30 miles, I would have more time to read.
2: Yeah, you know, send, <laughs> send us messages with stories and stuff, because, uh, again, I do get a chuckle out of it. I do get memes from some of our listeners, and uh, they're funny, and sometimes I post them. So, stuff like that. Um, in this last story, uh, the, you know, Capital Rioter dude came from a listener, so thank you, listeners.
1: Awesome. I'm going to... Go uh, make a sandwich.
2: All right. Enjoy. Thanks,
1: listeners, for listening to us. I don't know why you do it, but you do, and we love you.
2: Yeah. We, we love all the listeners. Thanks for listening. All right. Ending the podcast in three, yep. two. We don't think you fight five to five, bitch. We think you fight five to water bitch. We're going to fight riches, racism, not riches, racism, but we're going to fight the solidarity. We say we're not going to fight capitalism with black capitalism, but we're going to fight socialism. <laughs>
0: Amazingly, or not so amazingly, Cuba's crime rate is one of the lowest in the entire hemispheres. Oddly enough, it seems that when people have their basic human needs met, they're less likely to commit crimes. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. The free market mythology
1: it argues that the most ruthless, selfish, opportunistic, greedy, calculating plunderers Applying the most heartless measures in cold-blooded pursuit of corporate interest and wealth accumulation will produce, produce the, the best results for all always. of us. <laughs> Through something called the invisible hand.
0: <laughs> what are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you.